This should be played at high volume. Live and local. This is the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's Saturday. And you know what that means. Finally time for the world famous CD to step to the mic for two straight hours of no holds barred sports talk. It's better than Desperate Housewives. You better get ready. Yeah! Because Under the Dome with CD starts right now. Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome back. Our number two is officially underway. And hopefully you're having a great Saturday morning on Washington. Because I'm here with you, number one, number two. We got a half hour left. We're that much closer to the NFL draft. It's time for my mock draft reveal. And I've been looking forward to that all week long. Because honestly, it's the one mock draft I do a year. I only do one. I'm not like these people out on the four-letter network doing 40,000 mock drafts. I just do one. And that's my limit. But before we do that, the Astros, they're getting ready to take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Hopefully they can bounce it back today. I have them as part of my five fave picks to click. Jose Arquiti on the bump. I got to give them the edge there. But if you want to see the Houston Astros at Minute Maid Park, we got your chance to do so. So make sure you get in on the action right now in the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. And you'll have a chance to see the Astros take on the Texas Rangers May 21st, live and in living color with four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Get in on the action right now. Trust me, you won't regret it. And if you win, you're going to enjoy yourself one hell of a ball game. And the fact that it's the Texas Rangers, it's the hated, bitter rival. It's the Hatfields and McCoys, if you will, of Major League Baseball. Give me this any damn time of day. These two going at it, and the Astros could come away with a win. This is a golden opportunity to see the Astros win. I haven't been so fortunate in my lifetime to watch that many Astros victories. Mind you, I was able to watch more of them during those like lean years, like the late 2000s, early 2010s. I think the last time I went to an Astros game, they actually did win. And that was a mind blow to me when I was little. You have a chance, not when I was little, when I was like 21, excuse me. When I was younger, I saw them and they they would always lose. It'd be the worst timing for those games. But I'd see them play teams who are fairly middling in like June or July. And I I need to get out to Minute Maid Park. It's been a very long time since I've been there. Like back when I was 21 was I think the last time I went to an actual Astros game. But you can get in on the action and see him play on May 21st against the Texas Rangers. And you'll get four tickets, a ballpark tour, and hotel accommodations. And the Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher Air Conditioning, Lumber Ready in Houston downtown, and the game southwest louisiana sports station get in on the action on that and if you want to get on on the action the number to dial is 337-706-0111 but without further ado it's time to put it on wax and go one through 32 over the next 24 minutes and give you my thoughts on who is going where in the first round of the nfl draft with my one and only mock draft and we start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars 
And in my mind, I think there's only one way to go with this. Aiden Hutchinson, he's been a consensus number one pick by all the mockers. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to agree with them. The edge rusher out of Michigan, he's a Heisman runner-up, for goodness sakes. Came close to winning the Heisman Trophy, which would have been wild in and of itself. And trust me, the Jacksonville Jaguars need a lot more, I think, on the offensive side of the football, some power. But I think they can make it work later rounds. And I think this is just the simplest pick is sometimes the best one. Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan would be a money get and help build up a defense that honestly was left lacking as well. I mean, remember, this is a team about five years ago was coming off of a AFC championship appearance. Don't forget about that part of the conversation. This team was very much, you know, 2017 was the year they made it to the big dance, when they made it into the AFC championship game. And now look where they're at. It's going to still be some rebuilding, but this would be a perfect piece to really solidify a rebuild on the defensive side. Number two pick, the Detroit Lions select Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, another edge rusher, fairly ho-hum in the first three picks. I'll spoil that for you right now. He's gotten a lot of hype, and I think Dan Campbell's going to be chomping at the bit to get another guy that is going to be biting the kneecaps off of opponents in year two. Because the, the Lions, they their win-loss record stunk. But I think there was some like room to where you were like, okay, I'm willing to accept this. Give me some room for improvement. I think that what I saw last year showed there's a chance that they could get a little bit better. And I think the question is, do they need players at different positions? Probably. But at the end of the day, are you really going to mortgage your future on project quarterbacks or stick with the guy you have now and try and build around it and improve your defensive future? That's my thing. The Houston Texans select Evan Neal with a third pick, offensive tackle out of Alabama, and simply because of the fact Nick Casario is a Melvin, and I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if they go with a boring pick of offensive lineman and Evan Neal. Now, mind you, it'd be great to see that because they need a good offensive line piece in there to help give Davis Mills a chance to survive. And they could still snag a good defensive piece later in the round. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Then we got to the New York Jets. Kayvon Thibodeau is selected by the Jets in my mock draft. Edge rusher out of Oregon. I think he's, he's so highly touted out of high school. The fact he's on the outside looking in at the top three is wild to think about. I remember hearing this guy being talked about so much, especially when it comes to maybe coming over to LSU. And mind you, this Thibodeau cat isn't from Louisiana. He's from the not-so-great state of California. Just kidding. So we have that. The Jets fill a big need with a big man from California, played for Oregon. He's going to be a huge proponent of that franchise going forward. I think they can use a lot more help with a lot of other different positions, but they have more picks down the line. Number five pick, I got to go with, and I'm going to try and pronounce his name right. Bear with me here. Ika McWonu out of NC State. Hopefully I got that right. Speaking of bad New York teams, they are definitely going to go offensive tackle with this fifth pick. The consensus is going with this. I think he's the next best guy available in that draft from that position. And again, just a preamble here before I get to my sixth pick. 
I like to go a lot with the, you know, like best player available pick rather than the flashiest pick. No, excuse me, team needs versus BPA. And I think this is going to be a good pick and I'd be interested to see how that make it work with Danny Dimes just for a little bit longer because the talent depth at quarterback, in my mind, is not great in 2022. Beyond the first two quarterbacks that go in Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, I don't trust any of them. I, I don't even trust the two guys that are there that are at the top. I wouldn't want a quarterback if I'm a, I'm a team in need of one. Speaking of teams that need one, Carolina Panthers, I've got them selecting Kenny Pickett out of pit. Yes, his hand size isn't ideal for a quarterback, but desperate men and desperate people do desperate things. And desperation is exactly what Matt Rule is smelling like right now to try and hang on to his gig because he is on the hottest of seats heading into the season. So getting that flashy pick, I talk about best player available, team needs. Kenny Pickett is an absolute need because I don't think they're going to be trading for Baker Mayfield, at least not yet. But I definitely lean towards one, Kenny Pickett, going from the Pitt Panthers to the Carolina Panthers. The New York Giants, with their second pick in the first round, select Ahmad Gardner out of Cincinnati, a good defensive piece as well to kind of bolster up their secondary. They have a chance to get a top-flight cornerback, and what no matter what they do, and Gardner feels like a better investment than Stingley in the here and now. Injury concerns have him dropping a couple spots down in my draft. We'll get to him in a few. Then most of the pundits, just in my book. Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons select Malik Willis out of Liberty. Do we really think Marcus Mariota is the future of this franchise? No. And I think Malik Willis out of Liberty has a very good chance to be that next Michael Vick. And it's not because he's joined the Falcons. He's just got that elusiveness. He's got that speed. And I think give him a little bit of time and a little bit of coaching, I think he could be a really good quarterback and get some things done. And I feel like he's going to get picked up eighth overall and he's going to fit a need because are we really going to say Marcus Mariota is a better option? I wouldn't be surprised year one. We could see Malik Willis play probably around the halfway point of the season. I'm booking that right now. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks select Derek Stingley Jr. just on the cusp of falling out of the top ten. I think the Seahawks could build a new legion of boom with Stingley. They have a dearth of picks coming their way from the Russell Wilson trade, and they'll be hitting the reset button in 2022 and rebuilding and refocusing in the draft. This is that first step towards maybe getting some things on the defensive front shored up. Number 10, New York Jets select safety Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Not the sexiest pick in the world, but again, they need to be focusing in on team needs rather than flashy and sexy picks with their other first rounder. Like again, you got a really good player in Kayvon Thibodeau. I'd say continue to start building your franchise and building towards team needs for the future. Washington commanders, Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher out of Florida state. Good player to help out a big need for this team that has a lot of them. The commanders have butchered a lot of picks in the past in the first round and I think they go with a little bit more of a safety school pick in 2022 in Jermaine Johnson at number 11. Number 12, going with Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington, going to the Minnesota Vikings. Team's in a weird spot right now. Can't think of them being big reachers in the draft. Trent McDuffie probably is a reach, 
but he could be a guy that they get if they do trade down. In my mock drafts, I try not to go into Doctor Strange mode and think about all the different multiverses. I'm just, let me go simple. Keep it simple, stupid. I think Trent McDuffie fits a huge need for this Vikings team. And this could be considered a reach. But I wouldn't be surprised if they still get him if they trade down. Then we go to the Houston Texans again at number 13. I got them giving Davis Mills some weapons in Drake London at a USC. This is a golden opportunity to see what he can do. And again, the talent pool at quarterback after Willis and Pickett is rough. This either is a great choice for the Texans or will continue to be the epitome of tanking the way I think Nick Casario wants it to be. Number 14, the Baltimore Ravens select Charles Cross out of Mississippi State offensive tackle. Lamar Jackson, a lot like Joe Burrow this past season. The Bengals have done a great job building up some protection for him. A lot like the APA, this team needs to get this guy some protection to stay alive and Cross is a hell of a choice at this point in the draft. A lot of offensive linemen are going to be going off the board, I think, in the first round. Two more picks, and we'll take a quick timeout. Number 15, my guy Ralph brought this up to me on Twitter, and I would not hate the idea of getting a defensive lineman. And this name came up. Jordan Davis out of Georgia. I heard him brought this name up. I would love to get him. But the Eagles, I think, are going to snatch him up at number 15, as much as it pains me to say. That said, give me an opportunity to take advantage of that 16th pick and that 19th pick to build up some depth. And now we get to the number 16 pick. The New Orleans Saints, then we'll take a timeout. Number 16, the New Orleans Saints select out of the Ohio State University, Chris Olave. Sean Payton may be gone, but the Saints' near-perverse preference for the Buckeyes continues, and this would be a great fit, especially if the Jarvis Landry smoke doesn't yield any fire. For what it's worth, even if they get Landry, I still have them taking Olave because, honestly, you need wide receivers, and having Olave, Thomas, and Jarvis Landry, that's a pretty decent trio in my book. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll get to a lot more about the mock draft part de. And then we'll wrap up the show next right here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. After all your problems during the week, it's finally the weekend. Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. That means you're getting more Under the Dome with CD right now. On the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Got about a few more minutes left to get the second half of my mock draft out of my mouth and onto the airwaves and on wax. And if you miss anything that we had from this week's show, we're going to have it up on demand before too long. Before we kind of wrap up here and give you my second half of the mock draft, let me tell you something about the Game Clubhouse. If you want to go to one of the best restaurants in this entire state, and I'm talking about Mr. Lester's Steakhouse, and you want to go there with a $150 gift certificate, here's what you do. You go to the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com, and you sign up today. It's free to enter. It's free to join, and don't worry, we won't spam you with like 10 million emails. 
Trust me, I'm signed up to a lot of emails, a lot of subscriptions. I get a metric ton of those kind of emails. And I know how much people don't like that. So don't you worry. We won't hit you up with like a billion emails. So don't worry about that. All you got to worry about is signing up today for a chance to win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lister Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Hotel. Now that that's out of the way, let's go ahead and get into mock draft part two. Start off with the Los Angeles Chargers, number 17. They're picking Trevor Pinning out of Northern Iowa. Biggest need is offensive line. He's the next best guy available in the trenches. Mind you, the depth of offensive lineman goes down at this point in time, I think, in my mind. Why not plug up some holes there? You lost one of your best old linemen to free agency. I think it's the best fit. Philadelphia Eagles love wide receivers in the first round. Jamison Williams out of Alabama feels like a no-brainer for them at number 18. Number 19, I'll go with Zion Johnson, offensive lineman out of Boston College. This team needs a replacement for Teron Armstead. Having two Zions in the state of Louisiana, it's kind of cool. Not Zion Williamson, even though Zion Williamson could probably be a really good offensive lineman, but it's a start. I think this is would be a good start to what I'd say would be a like B plus to an A minus type of draft for the Saints. Because you're not getting guys that just feel like, oh, ooh, a nice shiny toy that you can just pick up. Number 20, I gotta go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going Desmond Ritter, quarterback out of Cincinnati. And again, I said it earlier. The quarterback pool is low this year. I think Desmond Ritter is a guy that could be the long-term answer. He's going to be sitting behind Mitch Trubisky, who I don't think is the long-term answer. That's why I think they draft a quarterback in the first round because they're focusing more on the long-term. Mike Tomlin's got job security for life in my mind. He's going to be there for a while. Why not develop him, have him sit under Mitch Trubisky and follow a Kansas City model, if you will. I think that works out for him. Number 21, the New England Patriots select Devin Lloyd out of Utah. The Ute going over to New England. It's time for the Patriots to build a defensive like core backup after the way they got curb stomped against the Bills in the playoffs last year. Depth at linebacker isn't spectacular, but this will be a good get. I'm talking about depth at linebacker in this draft. The Green Bay Packers, they're finally going to get some help for Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State with the 22nd pick. It's a start. It's not the best. But it's a start. Arizona Cardinals with a 23rd pick select. Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Protect Kyler Murray at all costs is what I have in my notes. Number 24, Dallas Cowboys. They select Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. A lot of holes to fill, and I think this is a good starting point. The rest of the draft is to be focused in on getting other guys. Number 24, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. It feels like a good start for them. Buffalo Bills, they're probably a couple pieces away from a Super Bowl, and this could be a a deep cut at the 25 pick. Andrew Booth, cornerback out of Clemson. I think they need to get some secondary help, and that could get them just over the top. Tennessee Titans, I got them selecting Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Julio Jones out for the year, maybe even longer. Maybe the league pulls a Pete Rose on him for, for sports betting. I'll roll with Burks if the over-under is at 25. The former Arkansas Razorback, I think he goes to the Tennessee Titans. Tampa Bay Buccaneers build some defensive depth. And Devontae Wyatt's that guy out of Georgia with the 27th overall pick. Green Bay Packers are back up 
at number 28. And I'm going to try and pronounce this as best I can. George Kalardis, or Kalitis, Carlitis, I guess, I don't know. Edge rusher out of Purdue. Good edge rusher. Rounds out the first round for the pack. Kansas City Chiefs. Johan Dotson, a wide receiver out of Purdue at 29. Let go of one of your best wide receivers in a blockbuster trade. Fill it with this cat out of Purdue. Kansas City Chiefs go again. Daxton Hill, safety out of Michigan. Good fit for a team trying to reestablish their defense. Cincinnati Bengals, they need somebody that's not named Eli Apple. Khalil Elam out of Florida is that choice. N'Kobe Dean rounds out the first round, another defensive-minded pick to help build the front seven up for the Detroit Lions. They do that, I think they could improve their lot in life a lot more. So to recap my Saints picks, I got them going with Chris Olave, passing up at Jamison Williams. I wouldn't be surprised if they picked Jamison, but Chris Olave's is still a really good pick. Then you go with Zion Johnson out of Boston College with your 19th overall pick. Here's some other picks that I put together the other, the other day through a mock draft, through PFF. The other two picks I have for them, Abraham Lucas, a tackle out of Washington State. I think you, I'd love to have somebody like that. And then Kyle Phillips out of UCLA in the third round. I think those, just those four picks alone, if you get... Those four guys, it'd be massive. Now, when I did my PFF mock draft, I just strictly picked the New Orleans Saints players and teams. So with this one, I actually wound up getting Jordan Davis at 16, and this turned out to be a really good draft for the Saints to be able to get a good defensive lineman and also build with wide receiver because I think the biggest keys are wide receiver and offensive lineman. And then you can kind of figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your picks because you got three as you heard Ross Jackson say earlier, in the top 50, focus needs to be on need, not BPA, not team, not, not flashy, sexy player or guy that you just really like a lot. That's not how you're going to be able to get to the point where you're going to be making a ton of money and you're not making a ton of headway in terms of improving your future if you're the New Orleans Saints. That's just how I see it. Maybe you have a different point of view. And hopefully come Thursday, one, the Saints don't draft a quarterback. Because if the Saints draft a quarterback, me and Kevin Foote may be apoplectic. Like, we, I may go on the air on Saturday, on April 30th, on a day where I'm absolutely overjoyed because it's Festival Internationals here. I'll be announcing on stage that Sunday. The last thing I want to do is be here and complain about the fact that the Saints did it again. A lot like the Peyton Turner pick last year. I don't want to sit here and complain. I'm here in a good mood. I've been in a really good mood last week. Been been doing the right things, get myself in a little bit better shape as you heard me talk about with Ross. I've lo- I'm I wasn't going to bring this up on the air, but I'm down 9 pounds in the last like 2 weeks. I've dropped almost double digits in the last 2 weeks. That's a week. I don't want to be in that mood where I'm like, why did we do this? I don't want to be frustrated on draft day. So Saints, if you're listening to me right now, do not draft a quarterback. That's all I got. Be back with you next week with a full two hours from 10 a.m. to noon. Maybe I'll have a big announcement about the show next week as well. Just have to tune in and listen in. LSU Baseball, next.